Uh, well, Marcel, CryptoMaster, thank you so much for joining us. A little bit of context to everybody else. Um, this AMA is with Anyswap because they recently listed us under Bridge. Now you can bridge my from Polygon onto Phantom. Um, the integrations to come, TBD. Uh, you know, this uh, first step into our into Phantom and it continues our you know our, our listings on other chains as well. So yeah, thank you so much. Uh, so on Crypto Mustard. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, thanks uh, so I mean, much. I think it'd be good to get um, like an introduction about you guys. Like, uh, tell us a bit about yourselves, how you got into crypto and Uniswap. Sure, uh, I can start. So my name is Crypto Mustard, and uh, I am a business developer for Uniswap. Uh, I came into crypto in about two, 2017. Uh, but after being completely annihilated by the crypto winter, like uh, a lot of you guys probably, I left and um, and came back in 2019. Um, I worked in banking before turning to and uh, turning full-time crypto. But uh, yeah, it has been quite a ride and uh, a very fulfilling one. Hi, and uh, yeah, very pleased to be here. Uh, my name is Marcel. Um, well, um, I was actually a scientist as well as a programmer. Uh, have been for many, many years. But I was working with Zhao Jun um, before AnySwap was established. And uh, I just had to get involved when uh, AnySwap was set up because I saw how important it was. Now I do technical support and a bit of coding. I'm loving the ride. Um, my passion is computers, programming, and Linux. I have quite a few computers and um, doing some large ones. Back in 2013, I started to mine Litecoin out of interest and was fascinated. I wish I could find the coins I mine now. So you're still mining a lot? No, <laughs> no, no. I just did it as um, just because I was interested in the um, process. Um, but uh, I didn't realize how big it was going to become, you know. It was just um, an interest at that time. Have you heard of Helium? That's what a lot of like... Oh, yeah. I heard about that one. A lot of friends doing it. He was very accessible. Uh, mining is not like, you know, Bitcoin mining. Are you doing it? Are you mining it? Oh, no, I'm not doing it. But, you know, I keep hearing people, even like normies talk about it. So <laughs> <laughs> might be something to get into. I'll take a look. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a cool mix. So you got, you got like a banker kind of background as well as like engineering background. How big is your team? Yeah. I would say around uh, 15 people. Yeah, that's pretty sizable. I mean, you guys have a lot of connections, right? Do what was it? BSC, Arbitrum. I heard you guys have Arbitrum. Uh, we actually 19, 19 chains at the moment. Nineteen. Yes. Oh, awesome, man. I I I see that you only do I think C to Arbitrum and Ethereum to Arbitrum. Are there any plans to move over uh, from Polygon to Arbitrum? Of course, we plan to. So we have this kind of stable bridge, uh, which allows you to to bridge between at the moment five chains, which are Avalanche, Phantom, uh, Polygon, Ethereum, and uh, uh, BSC, of course. And uh, we're certainly going to add most of the L2s, so Arbitrums, Optimism. That's great to hear. I mean, we we're definitely looking at uh, other L2s. We have a lot of interest. So. And Moon River now, by the way. So um, yeah, our entry into the world of um, um, Polkadot. And I believe we're working on um, Solana and um, um, oh, Help Me Mustard. 
Yeah, no, I mean, we're working everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, we're also going to have uh, bridges to Cardano. We're going to... Well, we want to go everywhere that uh, that we can, you know? That's great. Yeah, I think, you know, that's the future, right? Being yeah. able to let people go from the chain more frictionlessly. And without even knowing it, you know? That's the objective. I, yeah, I've, I've been using you guys, and it's pretty nice. I mean, eventually people, yeah, as you said, people shouldn't know wouldn't really care what work they're on. They just but they used to. Well, could you tell me a little bit more about um, how AnySwap works, what the fees associated are with it? Sure. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Um, well, AnySwap is a, is a decentralized open source cross-chain service based on and controlled by our multi-party computational nodes. I think there are about 33 of them at the moment. Anyone can run one, though. These nodes are collectively signed transactions for asset swaps between blockchains and to control smart contracts on other chains. That's a point worth noting. It's not just swapping assets. We've been in operation since um, July 2020. And um, since then, we've built up a substantial business. Um, our total value locked um, tokens cross chain is, uh, I think it's $1.2 billion now. And our daily volume is um, more than a well. It, around $100 million. Um, so many, many major DEXs and other DeFi protocols have partnerships with us. And, um, you know, we're growing. We're growing fast. I know Phantom, Keyswap integrated you guys, right? So they go through yeah. you to do like bridge. Exactly. And you'll see many more of those in the future. I bet, dude. That's, that's pretty nice. And um, you've been, you've been uh, live for a while now. Um, there's been some hacks right on like other bridges what what can you, you what do you guys start doing to um, safeguard the funds within your bridge i'll take that um i think what differentiates us is our multi-party computational nodes so using um using those nodes each sign transactions but no, but no one node knows more than a shard or a small part of the keys to do that um it's only collectively when a threshold is reached that a transaction can be signed. So it's safe. It's The only thing that could break it is if all the nodes collude with each other to do that. And that, that won't happen. And it especially won't happen once we have a large amount of capital with our proof of stake um, and proof of authority mechanism for the nodes. So, you know, what differentiates us is no, most bridges have an externally owned address even if it's a multi-sig wallet signing transactions. So they're dependent on human beings, whereas our system isn't. It's based, it's, the code protects the bridges. And, um, you know, the proof of the pudding is that our bridges have been running since uh, 2020, July 2020, never been successfully hacked. I'm sure attempts have been made. Um, and, um, you know, with such a large amount of capital tied up now, it would be a target. But they they just work. And where do you see you you guys like uh, living with all these other bridges um, in the future, right? Because we talk about how it's gonna be you know a bunch of different L2s or a bunch of different networks bridges are gonna be connecting. Um, does like any swap fit into that system? And can you do it while there's other bridges? It's kind of the dynamic there. Go mustard. Yeah, uh, I mean. Um... We have two types of bridges. So we have the one that can be comparable to, I would say, most of the bridges that are appearing right now. 
which is the bridge that require, requires liquidity. Uh, however, we also have uh, the V2 bridge, uh, we call it V2, but it's a mint and burn bridge that allows, for example, uh, if you guys want to send my to, to Phantom, there's no limit. You can send as much as you'd like, and uh, there's no uh, liquidity, uh, there's no need for liquidity, basically. So I guess uh, even though we are competing in so with some bridges, in a sense, uh, I feel like we are we are our, our own, you know? Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Okay, so you see people it, it being more of a dynamic of it's either any swap or the other. Have to pick your it's like your uh, road to Sorry, the other. I didn't quite understand you. If we can you repeat, please? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a either or. Either you kind of get the other this bridge or the other bridge. Um, yeah. You know, kind of like yeah. First of all, I think there's, even though we want, of course, to be the leaders and uh, to, to bring the most volume and everything, I think there's space for, for, a, lot of, for a lot of bridges because uh, this is still a, a market in the beginning, you know, we're still beginning, uh, this cross-chain uh, ecosystem. But um, yeah, I think, I, think yeah, I think there'll be space for everyone. I, th I think it's important that users have a choice. You know, um, I think the best solutions will naturally evolve and um, we don't want to restrict any competition. You know, we'd rather work with people than in competition with people in truth. Good to hear. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if there's only one, you know, there's no innovation. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, how, how do you guys keep innovating as other bridges start to pop up? Do you like maintain the edge? Um, well, I think... Um, what we'd like to do in the future is just to disappear, really. And by that, I mean, we should aim to have our code integrated into many platforms so that the user doesn't even realize they're using any swap. Perhaps we'll become like Cisco router of blockchain. You know, I think that's the future. Um, you know, obviously, we have our UI, UX. Um, but increasingly, we're talking to developers about how to integrate our code directly into other dApps. And so, so by working with projects, um, yeah, we learn we learn what they want. We respond to that, and you know we're not going to try to determine what should happen next. Um, I think it's very hard to guess a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's also a really good way to scale, right? If other people are integrating you, as opposed to everybody having to go to you, your UI. Yeah, it's a win-win situation for us. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're not only about uh, bridging tokens, even though right now it is mostly what we do. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, but we are creating an NFT bridge for to Phantom. And uh, we also have something in the works called AnyCall, uh, which will allow any contract to interact uh, with our other contracts cross-chain. And uh, yeah, I feel like AnySwap has been in the forefront in this cross-chain transactions area. I mean, after all, we launched the truly first cross-chain project, uh, Popsicle Finance. And uh, yeah, that's how we innovate. It's interesting you say like the NFT stuff. How do you work with like fungibility if you are like, um, mm. not just with that, like just regular tokens. If you're going through different L2s, like if I go to Phantom from Polygon, from Polygon to Arbitrum, Arbitrum to Polygon, um, how do you ensure that that's the same token? So uh, 
It really depends on uh, what kind of bridge you're using. If you're using a RV2 bridge, which is the one that doesn't require liquidity, for example, if the project, uh, for example, you guys are native to Polygon. So imagine you bridge to Phantom and you bridge to VSC. So now you want to bridge from Phantom to, to BSC. You have to go, to go through Polygon to do that bridging. However, if you have the V3 bridge, which is our bridge that requires liquidity, which in the future could be integrated, uh, you guys could have a liquidity in BSC and Phantom. So you could cross directly from Phantom to BSC. By doing this, you decrease liquidity in BSC and increase liquidity in Phantom. Okay. Uh, I see people are already writing questions here, and guys, feel free. I have a bunch of questions, but um, if the community okay. wants to ask some, like I'll, I'll be looking out at the text. Where can, um, where can we see the questions? Oh, I see. I see Zero X Evans asking, um, what have you learned from other bridges and the bridges taken from guys? Um, well, <laughs> there's some there's some lessons on how not to do it. I think there, um, you know, there's been there's been some terrible hacks. Um, so we're learning what the vulnerabilities of bridges can be um, and the ingenuity of hackers too. Uh, we have to be ever vigilant. Um, I think it's important not to bring out code too fast without testing it properly. Um, but, you know, we, we are, we were, we were the first really. So, we, you know, we have, you know, Zha Jun and his team, his close team have been working on um, what was called DCRM. For four years now, um, I think you know. I think our bridge, our um, cross-chain solution, MPC solution, was and is innovative still. Um, so we do we do look for you know how we can improve uh, things all the time. We work with Andre Cronier of Yearn Finance. Uh, he does quite a lot of coding with us. Um, of course, we learn from um, him and his great ideas. So yeah, mustard. Yeah, I mean, we try to take, uh, so we look to, into the other bridges and see their disadvantages, but we also look and see what advantages they have compared to us. And we try to bring their advantages and, uh, don't, I mean, don't, don't have their problems, you know. So, for example, uh, we saw that there was a big demand, a huge demand for, for stable bridging. We saw that, that was it was very capital efficient. We saw a lot of people bridging stables. So we did it. We did our stable bridge, and uh, I would risk to say that we are the bridge with the most liquidity and probably the the lowest fees at the moment. Uh, yeah. So our fees are our fees on our V3 native to native router are flat ninety cents, and and including from to and from Ethereum. That's pretty nice. You going to Ethereum is ninety cents. You could transfer two hundred thousand dollars, and it'll cost ninety cents to do that. Man, I, I'm, I'm going to look into that. I've been using Hop, charging me a pretty penny. Um, a quest, yeah. Yeah. Don't guarantee we'll keep those fees for forever, but, you know, we're, um, we believe in scale. Um, you know, we have several thousand transactions a day now. And, um, you know, we just want everyone to use us, if, if or try us at least. I mean, for yeah, example, 100%. for you. For, for you guys to bridge to, to Phantom, you're actually not going to pay anything. So... Bridging to Phantom is completely free. Yeah, I saw that. It's completely free, and then it's only like, uh, what is it, 0.1% coming back? Yeah, and there's a maximum fee. I mean, there's a minimum fee too, of course, so that people wouldn't abuse the bridge. But uh, yeah, there's a maximum fee, so 
it can can be if, imagine if it, you send a, a few millions it's going to be much much less than 0.1% right so you're encouraging people to for more rather than less yeah of course <laughs> I think I think one of the challenges we have is that you know right now we have a lot of um, institutional um, or professional traders using us, um, and they're they're pretty competent. They're also quite um, calm about the whole process. Um, but we also want to work with uh, retail customers too, so there'll be much smaller transactions, and uh, we just need to figure out how to deal with them as a community um, and uh, to make it easier for them. We have big volumes right now, but it's it's mainly professionals right now. I think that's not that's not bad at all, right? And those people are more <clears throat> it's more predictable, right? Because that's about like the relationship you build. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I didn't I didn't like this ahead of time on our question list, but I'm very interested to hear the regulatory considerations for bridges. Is there a lot going on in that space? Um, there are a lot of worries that you guys have regarding regulation and bridging. Um, I mean, I was. Go ahead, go ahead, Marshall. No, I, I don't have an answer to that. Do you know, I um, obviously we watch what's happening in America, um, and uh, you know we hear that DeFi is going to be in the crosshairs of the SEC. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what they. I don't know how they can regulate code, just code running, open source code. You know, can they shut down platforms? Um, mm. Perhaps, but then the protocol still exists. Anyone can write a DAP or a piece of code that uses the blockchain, the contracts. You know, I, th- I think I think we might be forced down that road um, just by, and it's not a bad road. Um, you know, I believe in decentralization and um, not no central control in the truest sense of that. What that means in terms of by governments. So it's going to make it happen faster, but you you can't regulate bridging, really. Given how decentralized it is. Yeah, or how it should, how decentralized it should be. I mean, you can imagine being a stablecoin protocol, <laughs> keeping a very close eye on regulations. Yeah, for sure. I think even Uniswap, like the, I don't know if you've seen, but they're putting their uh, this compliance uh, add-ons right. Disclaimer yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, it's they're they're kind of like nightmare. Yeah, I mean, we we don't get a coherent uh, picture from um, the SEC in America at the moment. They uh, the pronouncement their pronouncements are uh, incomprehensible. Um, maybe they're just trying to stall for time so that they. Can I don't think they know what they're talking about. I mean, uh, without configuring anything, I mean, I'm not even from the States, but uh, I saw a statement from Ted Cruz that uh, really said what, what's happening, because he was saying that uh, from all the, the senators, there wouldn't be five guys that could talk more than two sentences about cryptocurrencies. And that's what's happening. People are legislating and about something they don't understand yet. I mean, but that's classic, right? Yeah. recently I mean even like uh traditional tech companies I guess like Facebook if you could call them traditional they're all it's the same regulations are people that don't really even use their platforms I think it's a pity we uh we have to pay so much attention to what the Americans are doing now um yeah that must be an interesting dynamic because even if you're not American the SEC can still go after you or at least they'll try yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, I mean, I guess moving to a, a, a different topic, I'd like to know more about how you guys partner with projects. You mentioned the, you know, the DEX is integrating you guys. You partner with um, like other kinds of projects. What does that kind of relationship look like after you've listed? Yeah, so I can take this one. So we have a good number of partners uh, from all the chains and all the ecosystems that's uh, where we are. Uh, I mean, we have 590 bridges at the moment, so yeah, we have to keep an open communication with all of them. Uh, we have, I would say we have uh, four big types of partners. Uh, the first one would be the ones, the projects I want to go cross-chain. So for example, you guys. Uh, I would say this one make uh, makes the most like the bulk of uh, of our partners. Uh, we keep an open chat with our, our partners and uh, help them with any ideas going forward. Then we have the second group of uh, which is which is the DEXs uh, that allow us to have liquidity on uh, on other chains. So for example, for you guys would be either Spooky or Spirit. Uh, then we have the third group, which are the members of our multi-chain alliance. Uh, in this, we also include some DEXs that have integrated our UI, but we also have uh, projects like uh, ChainSwap uh, that use our MPC network. And then, uh, of course, we have the last group, which are the chains themselves. We speak uh, with the Phantom, with the Polygon. We keep an open chat. They help us integrate. Uh, we help them integrate projects into the and bridge projects into their chains. Yeah, that's it. That's great. I mean, I know you guys are working with a lot of people because now that we've been banding cross chain, we we hear any swap name a lot. It's definitely not just any. It's awesome uh, to hear. Yeah, I, think, um, I was going to just add to that. I think we're lucky because um, we're not a blockchain. Um, we're trusted by a lot of different projects. You know, we're not in the silos that are traditional in um, blockchain in crypto. So we get to talk. We get to talk across community a lot, and um, you know we have we have um, a Telegram chat for the different projects so they can talk to each other as well. Um, we're kind of a. I feel like we're a kind of a trusted intermediary. So it's not the, our bridges aren't just software bridges now. They're also kind of they're kind of social bridges as well. Yeah. And um, like in your interactions, have you worked with any projects that are like redeploying on other chains, or is it mostly like liquidity? Um, sorry, uh, what do you mean redeploying? It's in like um, yes, deploying smart contracts on on other chains. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do, you want, do you want to take this, or I don't mind? Yeah, take take it then. <laughs> right. So I mean, when. With our V2 custodial bridges, a contract, a smart contract, has to be written on the um, target chain. Um, now that is something that we can do. We do that in a matter of days, and we're just requested to do that in the bulk of cases, really. But sometimes um, those smart contracts might need to do a lot of other things too, and um, so it's easy just to do a get pull on our repo, um, add the functions that are required into those contracts and then um, push them and then we'll deploy them. So we can do it or our project partners can do it. Um, frequently we talk to them about what they can and can't do because there are some restrictions in that case. Um, so is that what you meant? Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what I meant. Like what kind of like support I guess you guys have in that regard? 
yeah we have um, we have a lot of we have i mean i look at my telegram there's just hundreds of um chats um reserved people um it's hard to find sometimes the chat you want i'm sure i'm sure you're the same for different reasons but um we have conversations with uh, developers all over the place i mean that's a good problem to have right Exactly. <laughs> um, keeping the BD busy. Oh, I mean, what what other thing I wanted to get your thought on was um, stablecoins. So, let's have the stablecoin swap. So, what are your thoughts on stablecoins in general? And I guess going forward, their place in DeFi. I mean, uh, I can take this one. I I think stablecoins are are an essential an essential part of DeFi. I mean. Uh, they allow institutions really to come into the ecosystem because if you're a fund, uh, really no compliance department is going to let you uh, deal and keep the, all your accounting in Ethereum or BSC or, or BTC because, I mean, uh, losing 20% in a day uh, is not something rare for Ethereum or, or Bitcoin. It, it is actually a recurrent event. So for institutions, uh, at least right now, uh, it makes sense to deal uh, with stable coins, and I also think stable coins uh, bring stability um, to the to the ecosystem because without the the pairs and the liquidity pairs, uh, it allows for stability. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're we're definitely fans of stable coins here. Uh, <laughs> they they would have thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope. Um... Uh, the trouble is their targets at the moment, um, and uh, I think algorithmic, not algorithmic stablecoins, uh, stablecoins that are based on uh, um, governance, you know, are, aren't controlled by any company or group are, are a good idea right now. Yeah, I even saw, uh, I think, a tweet from Talek talking about that, like the um, centralized algorithmic ones are CP kings for uh, regulatory people, right? As you said, like if you can just make the contract that you know, does the thing, and you kind of like walk away, um, it's like much more sustainable long term. Like feeds itself. Yeah, it's an interesting experiment. Um, how to make a completely self-governing protocol? You know, I, I, we haven't really got too many of those at the moment. Yeah, there's always some degree of like uh, direction making or kind of like a bit of centralization. I guess it's everybody's wish to eventually, unquote, fully decentralize or as much as you can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, before we start turning into three questions, Nacho, I think it'd be a good time to share the the POAP code with everyone. Yeah, sure. So um, for those of you who are not aware of, um, POAP is like an NFT that you can claim for free uh, using your usual wallet, like your MetaMask wallet. You can also bridge it to, to Ethereum, or claim it in Ethereum, but um, if you do it in XDAI, it will be for free. So um, all you have to do is write to the POAP bot that I'll share the the name here and say the the code word. Got it? We're all about POAPs here. I think we're even doing a POAP thing here, but... Uh... We'll and, that yeah, and I have to give a, a huge uh, mm-hmm. shout out to Self Tranquil, which is, which is here. Um, it's doing a great uh, job with the with the pops helping up. <laughs> okay, 
So if anyone if anyone is having troubles claiming it, uh, you can DM me or write here, and I'll be able to to help you out. Okay. So all we have to do is message. Yeah, but DM DM the the pod bot uh, with that uh, word, and you will get a link with the instructions to claim it. I think they're a, a member of the Uma community, right, Seth Tranquilo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, guys. Uh, if you have any questions for the swap team. Um, I'll go ahead and open it up to that to asking if not um, it's been a pleasure um, to you guys if you have any questions for us as well the the cheat out team yeah, oh, looking, pleasure. Forward. Been our... looking forward to using your platform <laughs> yeah thank you we're, we're rolling out a, a new UI soon this week so very excited I've, to show that to I've actually used your platform before I, I'm right at the beginning uh, I remember in the polygon craze, uh, oh, nice. I actually mean, I actually minted some in the beginning. Yeah, uh, we've uh, we've grown a lot a lot since that uh, initial UI. Like the community yeah. has helped us like craft it. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Likewise. Okay. Um, there are no other questions. I think uh, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us again. Thank you, Anisop, and you know, looking thank forward you. to using you guys more as. Um, you know, we we well, start to get some of those partnerships. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Nacho. Thank you. <laughs>